Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title today is Fruitful Faith. Fruitful Faith, and it's from Mark chapter 4, verse 20. I want to start off uh, with the picture of, thank you, Lori, Fruitful Faith, but what Andrew, could you show the slide of the four different soils here? We've been going through what kind of dirt are you? Now, we're all dirt, you know, we're from dust to dust, right? But also, Jesus says we're a certain, the kind of dirt we are affects our spiritual growth. And we talked about the parable of the sower, and Jesus is a sower, and the seed is the word of God. We've been going through all this, many, many farm stories. If you missed it, get the, the tapes and CDs, and, or not, not tapes, CDs, and listen to the podcast. And we looked at four, three of the different soils so far. The first one was the path, which was the hard path along where people walk. And that represents the hard heart, which is no faith. Then we looked at the rocky soil. And the rocky soil was the shallow faith. And it was a very important to dynamite the rocks and the stronghold to keep us from growing. We went through that whole thing. Then we talked about the thorns, which were the strangled faith last time. And what's keeping us from growing and reaching our spiritual potential. And today we're going to hit the fourth kind of soil. Once again, if you weren't here, make sure you get the CDs or listen to the podcast. Because they all build on each other. Each one builds on the, uh, each one. But today we get to the positive one, the good soil, which is the fruitful faith. And which is what we all want to be, we all want to have in our hearts, okay? Let me start with prayer. Father, we thank you for the worship today. We thank you for bringing each one of us here. We know we're here for a reason that your, your spirit wants to speak to us through your word. And pray for your mercy and grace for that to happen in our lives now. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to read the passage that we've been doing once again, and then zero in on verse 13. We'll start with 13. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown among thorns, Seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. And we've been going through that whole passage, and we're ending up here with verse 20 once again. Verse 20, others like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. This is the fruitful faith. The fruitful faith. This is good soil because the heart has been softened. It's been softened. The rocks have been removed. They've been dynamited. We talked about that. The thorns have been pulled up and burned. Once again, listen to the, 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 the CDs or podcasts. It, it all flows together here. But now the soil of the heart has been prepared for the seed. And as a result, it's producing spiritual fruit and lots of it. 
don't know if you've ever visited Bob's garden. I don't know, I'm not going to embarrass Bob, but Bob has an amazing garden. He could probably feed the whole church with his garden. No kidding. It's, it's amazing. He gets a bumper crop year after year after year. And it's no accident that he gets this bumper crop because his dirt that he uses is amazing. It, he, first of all, there's a lot of manure that goes into that dirt. I, you know, it's not unusual to see Bob driving by with his truck and there's a bunch of horse manure in the back, right? It, you know, as he's, he, get, he collects this and he puts it in the soil and he knows just the right amount to make this dirt just really awesome dirt. Then you go into this the garden and there's not a rock to be found. They've all been removed. I don't think he had to use dynamite, but, he, but uh, he, he's removed every rock in that garden. The, there's no thorns anywhere. There's not even a weed. Anything that's not supposed to be there gets pulled out right away. Nothing to, to affect the plants in any way. There are no critters there. They've all been uh, <coughs> disposed of. There are, if you know Bob, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, there's no bugs. There's no insects. The only insects you see are bees. There's bees flying all over because Bob has beehives and, and there's bees all over. And as a result, he gets amazing crop from this garden. Good soil produces good fruit. Are we good soil? And this is what Jesus is getting at. Are we good soil? Are we producing spiritual fruit? Really, we're, the question is asked in our own life, is the Holy Spirit, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in our life? Are we allowing him to do that? In Galatians 5.22, Galatians 5.22 and 23, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we say the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that's because he's producing it. The Holy Spirit produces the fruit, but we have to keep our hearts soft, and we have to keep the thorns and the rocks picked up. We have to keep all that up. We have to keep our hearts ready so that the Holy Spirit can produce the fruit. We can't produce any of those things. It's a great list, isn't it? But if you try to do it in the flesh, it's not going to happen. Believe me, we've all tried, haven't we? And it's a dead end. Only the Holy Spirit can do it, but we have to allow him to do that in our life. In fact, in Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, which we've talked about many, many times, Ephesians 5, 18 to 20 says, talking about how to be filled with the Spirit, and how important that is. And in verse eight, 518, it says, let me turn to it, sorry about that. Ephesians, all thumbs. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it tells us how to be filled with the Spirit. Now, notice it doesn't say fill yourself. It doesn't say fill yourself. It says be filled. And that's a command, but it's a passive command. It says it's, he's, he's commanding this to happen, but he's saying allow yourselves. In the Greek, it's a, it's a passive verb. It means allow yourselves to be filled. And how do we do that? We, by preparing the heart through the worship, through the word, through the giving thanks. Everything on that list 
when we, we spend time with Jesus in this way, it allows our hearts to soften and the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit. It prepares the heart, prepares the soil. So we're, that fruit should be happening in our heart. This is what Jesus is talking about. But not only fruit in our life, but he also talks about reproducing. Back there in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 20, it says some 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. It also talks about reproducing. Now, most of you know I have 13 children. Uh, Kim and I have them together, and and we are we are we have uh, we are reproducing everywhere we go. People say, "Whoa, that's a lot of kids!" You know, uh, you know, are those your kids? You know, where'd you get all these kids? You know, and, and because we we are, we've been reproducing, and we should all be doing this spiritually. Uh, I made you nervous, didn't I? I? Made you nervous, right? This is what we should be doing spiritually reproducing ourselves spiritually not re- ourselves reproducing Christ in us in fact Matthew 28:18 to 20 the great commission if you don't know this verse i want to encourage you to memorize it because this is this passage is the last words of Christ to us before he went and this is his main job for us our main goal as a church as individuals he said to them in verse 18 then Jesus came to them and said All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We're to be reproducing Christ in other people, allowing the Holy Spirit to reproduce. That's, That's the whole point of the Great Commission. It's become the great omission for, for much of the church, hasn't it? But, but that's the great commission. That's what we're called to do. Now, there's a key, though, in producing this fruit in our lives. And if we're going to help other people find this fruit in their life through the Holy Spirit, there's a, an important key. And to find this key, we have to go to Luke 8.15, which is a parallel passage. It's also the story of the sower, but Luke recorded it. And, and you, you take all the different apostles' recordings of the, of the different parallel passages you get the full picture of what jesus is trying to bring out and there's an interesting addition here in luke chapter 8 verse 15 let's read this verse but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop what's the key word that jumps out at us that wasn't that's an added word here in luke but it brings out a lot. Persevering. Persevering. Perseverance means hard work. <laughs> you don't have to persevere to eat an ice cream sundae, right? Yeah, no, no problem to eat an ice cream sundae. We all can, we can do that without persevering. But if we have to go run five, walk eight miles for the AIDS walk, you know, that, that's persevering, right? That's something that's, that's difficult to do. It means to keep going even when something is hard. It's, it goes against our flesh. It has to come through the Holy Spirit, right? And, it, and we have to persevere. In, in, if we want to see fruit, we have to persevere in our own life. We have to dig out the rocks. If you weren't here, we talked about digging out the rocks and dynamiting and dealing with these strongholds, whether it's a temptation, whether it's a marriage struggle, whether it's something in our family, whether it's a job. We have to persevere if we're going to prepare our hearts for the fruitfulness that God wants to, to accomplish in our life. We have to persevere in other people's lives discipleship we call it discipleship or or spiritual mentoring it's hard work to help somebody else to 
get those rocks out and to pull the thorns. We cut our hands trying to help them do that. It, it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and prayers to, to get to the, the, the help people do that. The Philippines, what's going on in the Philippines, which I'm going to show you pictures later on off the record, but what's going on there is a perfect picture of perseverance, how they are persevering even though their, their lives are in danger, the Christians there, their lives are in danger, but they're persevering, helping people come to Christ. They're sowing the seeds in dangerous areas, helping people come to Christ. They're facing persecution, but in the face of that persecution, they're seeing many people come to Christ, many people baptized. Once again, I'll show the pictures at the end. Are we persevering? Are we persevering in our faith, in our own life? Are we dealing with these temptations? Are we dealing with the strongholds? Are we dealing with, with the, the, the marriage blockages, or the job or the trials that we're facing? Many, many different trials we face. Are we helping other people in the trials that they're going through? It, whether it's kids and family members or, or a, a Christian brother or sister who's really struggling and we come alongside of them to encourage them to persevere. And, and as we do that, a lot of times, I, I, sometimes I'm like, come on, get with it. You know, I start to feel that way until I remember what, how much perseverance it took in my life and how much grace and mercy it took in my life. We have to remember how God was so patient with us and, and walked alongside of us. Very, very important. One of the best examples I could give you about persevering is Joan Harrison. I'm reading her book. She actually wrote a book, and she gave it to me to, to read first, so I'm reading her book. But, oh, my it's unbelievable what she and Chuck together have been through with, with her whole uh, super sensitivity. and aller- She's allergic to life, pretty much, right? It, it's just uh, the story, though, that th- these two, Chuck and Joan, have gone through. I would have given up. I'm only halfway through the book, and I would have given up a long time ago. I keep you know, emailing her and saying, oh, this is crazy. And she goes, keep reading, it gets crazier. And it, 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 but it, but it, she's persevered. And, and the fruit, as I read the book, I see the fruit in their lives, in both of their lives. The fruit in their lives and, and of course, reproducing and many other people. But it, if anybody wants to read the book next, get in line. I'll give you, a, I'll give you the copy next. But that's a, a, the perseverance is what makes the difference in the dirt, in our hearts, so that the Holy Spirit can bear that fruit. What kind of dirt are we this morning? Maybe you're here in your hard ground. You say, I've got a hard heart. But it's softening. That's why you're here. Our hearts are starting to soften and starting to melt. And you're open to Jesus Christ and putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And you're hearing for the, maybe the first time that, that our sin separates us from God. But Jesus died on the cross to pay for that sin. And we can come to him for forgiveness. And we can give our life to him. And he'll make us a brand new person. Our hearts are starting to soften. I hope you take that step of faith. Maybe even today. Maybe here today and you say, well, I, after these, this whole series of sermon here, it, our hearts are rocky. Maybe we're facing peer pressure that's making us stumble. Or we're in danger of falling away. And there's something in our heart that we need to dynamite. Some rock that needs to dynamite the power of God. We talked about the power of God. Do not me dynamite. We need that to dynamite our hearts. Maybe there's thorns in our life. What person place or a thing in our life has become a thorn it's keeping us it doesn't even have to be a bad thing but it's keeping us from reaching our full spiritual potential 
It needs to be cut out so that we can connect with Jesus Christ, so we can stay close to him. It's all about that close relationship with Jesus Christ. What keeps us from that? What keeps us from that? Or are we the fourth soil? Are we fruitful? Are we fruitful? Are we persevering in that fruitfulness? It's hard to persevere, isn't it? Second Peter 2, 5-8 says this. It's a great passage about persevering through. And it says this in 2 Peter 2, 5. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Make every effort to persevere, increasing measure, keeping us from being unproductive. It's, it's an ongoing battle. We don't just accept Christ. We put our faith in Jesus and, okay, now I'm going to sit back and sip my iced tea and watch TV. No, no. That's, we just joined the battle. We just, we just, we, we're no longer a prisoner of war anymore. We're, we're freed from the POW camp. We're freed from Satan and sin in the world. But we're freed to, bat, to fight. It's a battle now. Are we making that every effort to keep our hearts soft through that time with Jesus Christ? in the word, in the worship, in the prayer, in the fellowship, are we keep digging out the rocks and keep pulling up the thorns? It's a daily dealing with the strongholds and the distractions in our life. It's a daily thing. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit in our life and to reproduce it in others, to help others come to Jesus Christ and to become like Jesus and to find, find the, the, the peace and the joy and the purpose why we're created to be close to God and to, to show others the love of Jesus Christ. Are we finding that purpose in our life? Let's pull up that picture once more time, Andrew, of the four kind of dirts. Can you do that for me? What kind of dirt are you? What will you do? What will we do with what we have heard today? The last four weeks. What will we do when we hear every Sunday? What will we do with what we read on our own? Because that's the real important part. What we're reading on a daily basis from God's word. What will we do with it? Where will we be in one year? In five years? In ten years? Forty years? In eternity? It all comes down to what kind of dirt? What kind of soil? What condition is my heart in spiritually? It's going to come down to that. Let's pray. As we finish up this series, this passage on the four kinds of soil, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? What is the condition of our heart? How is the Holy Spirit convicting us or, or calling us to more fruitfulness? What rock in our life, what thorn is keeping us from moving forward? And we need to surrender it. We need to keep on surrendering it, keep on digging, keep on pulling out, persevering. Maybe God's speaking to us about persevering through some trial or temptation. Maybe it's in our marriage. Maybe it's with one of our kids. Maybe it's on the job. Maybe it's through sickness or struggle or even facing death. Let's just take a few moments of prayer, just dealing with God and surrendering things to God and confessing them to him and 
asking for his mercy and grace. And while we're praying, each one of us, I want to speak to some, those here who've never put their faith in Jesus Christ. They've never given their life to him. Like all of us, maybe you've had a hard heart to God, but it's begun to soften. It has to happen to each one of us. Our hearts begin to soften to God. We start to hear God calling us. He starts to break our heart. If that's happening in your life, I want to encourage you to keep on seeking God. And maybe you're even ready to put your faith in God today. You're ready to put your faith in his son, Jesus, today. To start that relationship with God as your heavenly father right now. Just open your heart. Open your heart to God right now. And just, it's, it's not a magic prayer, but it's something like this. God, forgive me for everything in my life. Every sin in my life, every act of disobedience, all the rebellion. I ask you to forgive me. I repent of my sin, and I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me, and I put my faith in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he died on the cross in my place. He took my punishment upon himself. He gave his body and blood for me. I put my faith in Jesus Christ, and I'm going to follow Jesus. Forgive me. I put my faith in Jesus, and now I'm going to follow Jesus. I give you control of my life. Make me into the person you created me to be. If you've prayed that prayer of, of faith today, I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe you came with a friend or family member. Maybe you want to tell me on the way out. Fill out the card. Call me, text me, email me. Let somebody know so that we could be excited for you and, and help you grow in your new faith and, and grow in your new relationship with God as your Father because something amazing has happened in your life and in your heart. Father, I pray that for every one of us, their hearts would be soft, that you could grow us into the person you've always wanted us to be, that you created us to be. We would know true peace, true happiness, true joy through your love. And I pray that we would be so contagious and so infectious with this love that many other people would be touched through our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name.